Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We've got a great lineup for you today. Uh, Malika Chopra is joining me here today. Um, We're going to be talking with her about Just Feel. I have been waiting my entire life for somebody to say that to me. My entire life, I've been waiting for that. And now her fabulous book, is all about that. And we're going to be talking with her in in a few minutes. But what you should know about her is, and I was just sharing this, Benny, before we were coming on, is beyond being a mom and a media entrepreneur and public speaker and published author, all of those, right? You know, there's something that happens when we step out into the world and we make that commitment to create a place, a place that's better tomorrow than it is today. And that's what she's done, whether it's through her books or through her passion and purpose and her speaking, uh, whether it's through a mindfulness movement, which we're probably going to talk a little bit about today as well, or if it's simply to connect people worldwide. This is what the vision is about. This is what the vibration is about. But Benny, Benny, Yes, ma'am. Did you stay up last night? Of course I did. You know I did. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. (gasps) Oh, my gosh. I was so nervous that I had to turn the sound off. (laughs) Now, what was that about when you turn the sound off, when the when the kicker is kicking and turn the sound off? Like, what's that about? Yeah, Um, some of it. I couldn't do that. I had to I had to pay attention. (laughs) It was so intense. I, I don't think I've seen quite a game like that in a really, really long time. But um, you could tell that that was sort of the kind of game where everybody shows up and does their best. Totally. That's it. It could have gone either way. Exactly right. It could have right. gone You're either exactly way. Right. And, you know, unfortunately in sports, and especially even in the sport that I play, somebody wins and somebody, somebody loses. loses. Yeah, yeah. But if you lose, you come back to play another day. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I'm talking about. Uh, and I'm going to get to do that as well. But today, Benny, we're going to talk about what it means to just feel. So this is a book. Let me tell you about the book. This is a book, a full-color guide, empowering kids, 8 to 12, to problem solve. But beyond that, to look and harness that inner strength to understand the essence of resilience and to get that, as my mama used to say, get that grit, that emotional awareness that allows us to be both passionate and purposeful. 
And, and beyond that, it also allows us to understand that there is a fundamental difference between the odds and probability and the exponential infinite world of possibility. This has got to be the message for our children and adults alike. Malika, thank you for joining me today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here, really. Thank you. You know, I wasn't joking when I said to you, wow, thank you for allowing us to just feel. And the reason I want to talk with you about this is twofold. One is we're coming out of an age right now in corporate America where we have groomed generations to not feel. And the challenge we're faced with, and this ties right into your book, is the latest study that was done on new people entering the workplace. Let's just call them Gen Zers. I don't like all the names, but let's just say the Gen Zers. This is what the latest research says, that when they were asked what the number one thing was they wanted from their workplace, they could have said anything, Malika, anything. The number one thing the environment they wanted, the answer was they wanted an empathetic environment and they wanted to experience compassion. What do you make of that? Wow, I didn't know that. I, oh I mean, my gosh. I'm, I did not know that, but that is um, really telling of what's going on in our world right now and that people have felt that we're lacking that. Yeah, yeah. It's refreshing for me. I'm a bit older than you are, but... Uh, um, you know, it's refreshing uh, for me. And I, I was sharing this with your father. Uh, I graduated from Plainfield High School and we were talking once upon a time about, you know, his origins and beginnings in Plainfield in New Jersey. That's right. And we were, That's yeah. right. <laughs> I know. Is that funny? <laughs> yeah, that was we my parents' first came here and when they were like about 20 years old. Yeah. <laughs> and Plainfield of all places, right? Uh, he and I ended up in Plainfield kind of for the same reasons. But Plainfield became this emotional hub. And, 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 why, and this is why I bring it up. It became the, 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 the match that got lit to ignite, you know, a fire of emotion, a fire of passion, a fire of standing up. I want to ask you about your book. Because your book is also about feeling the most incredible place deep within, and that's called peace. Talk about the essence of the book and what you see as being important for our children to learn now. So thank you for giving me this opportunity to talk about this feel. Um, I wrote this book for kids 8 to 12 years old, and I think it addresses so many of the things that you just um, brought up in your introduction, which is, one, giving kids the space to feel, um, to express emotion, to feel um, joy and happiness, but also to, to understand that we all feel lonely, sad, frustrated, angry at times. And so the range of emotions and for kids to just understand that that is totally normal and natural, hopefully will put them on a path that when they see obstacles ahead of them, 
you know, they understand that they have the strength, the resilience, and the grit to get through tough times and to also celebrate the good times. So, you know, I'm, I feel so lucky. Um, you mentioned my parents, who were about 20 years old, 21, 22 years old, when they <laughs> did arrive in Plainfield, New Jersey, um, as young immigrants, while my father, Deepak Chopra, um, went, uh, you know, started to do his residency there. And my parents were young. They had no money. Um, they were immigrants um, in a country that welcomed them, but that they really had to find their own place. And um, I am very lucky because I um, once saw my parents work hard and really become the poster children of this American dream realized. But I was also gifted from my parents um, some incredible tools uh, for my life. And, you know, I learned how to meditate when I was nine years old. Um, Social and emotional intelligence, which is kind of a buzzword in the education space now, was something that I think my parents did quite naturally um, in terms of helping us, you know, feel a range of emotions, express ourselves, um, learn what empathy is um, through uh, action as well. And so my goal with um, Just Feel, uh, the subtitle is How to Be Stronger, Happier, Healthier, and More. Um, And I actually had a book that came out a year ago called Just Breathe, which is on meditation, mindfulness, movement, and more. Um, My goal as a parent, as an author, as a teacher, um, is to contribute back to, you know, uh, others, but especially in in this capacity, um, giving kids tools early on, similar to how I learned many of these tools when I was a kid. I want to talk to you about this because something extraordinary happened this morning. And I was reading your book, and I love that you give us permission to read the book, whatever page you turn to, right? You know, you don't have to read it from beginning to end. However, I must say this. uh, The first part of the book got my attention. And I want to talk about it with you for a minute. And it's the word no, right? K-N-O-W. And I want to share this story. I'm reading the book and we got some news this morning about one of our folks moving on, right? And Mm -hmm. we're in a very important time right now. We're getting ready for our crowdfunding, our new technologies, a lot of really expansive things. And so when you get an information like that, here's the thing. You could either go to this place of fear or you could go to a place of knowing. And I have to tell you, this is, I've got your book up and I'm looking at the word no. And this is what happened. So this is probably like a testimonial. You're probably going to, right? <laughs> so I'm looking at it and I'm looking at the picture and I'm looking at the, the young woman laying down. I'm just watching this, right? And I'm getting this news. And all of a sudden, I heard, call Nate. Oh, wow. Now, call Nate, right? And so Nate is someone we brought in for some training and we were, you know, for our expansion and we were getting ready to expand our production team, you know, our our producers, our engineers, and we brought them in for training several weeks ago. Um, And the time wasn't just right, but all I heard was call Nate. Mm. I looked at my phone. Nate 
sent me a text message at 9.23 this morning. Amazing. Now, I'm sharing this with you because what you're, I, you, I, I want to hear it in your words, how you expect, how you explain and talk to us the way we should be talking to children and adults alike about this phenomenon. Because I'm sitting here and I'm looking at the picture, the word no, just get off the phone with my people. We're trying to brainstorm it. And all of a sudden I could hear, I said to Linda, you have to call Nate. And there was a text message and I called him right away. So I, I'm again, amazing story. Um, and, you know, for someone like me, um, you know, who looks for meaningful coincidences all the time, you realize that ultimately it's not even surprising. Um, and I think what my goal with kids, again, is to give them these tools of um, one. And, I, you know, that's why I started it with that word, no, K-N-O-W. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is one, just knowing your mind and your body, but also knowing that um, we should be trusting intuition. Um, we should be trusting, you know, the messages that our body is sending us, but also trusting the messages that come from a deeper place. And um, to, you know, actually actively look for that um, in our lives. And when we have tools like meditation or mindfulness, uh, techniques of being aware of our body or, you know, the what's happening in, a, you know, our self-talk um, or, as you said, looking for opportunity in every, um, you know, situation. So the second part um, of the book is called Choose and then Take Action. And I think all three of those are very much part of that intuitive process that you said, you know, it's almost like you had to let go and listen. Um, which is that, you know, we can, you, that's a, a technique that we can learn to listen <laughs> to the messages that are coming, um, you know, both from inside of us, but also just from the universe. Um, I, oh, Benny, I think we, uh, I think easy. we lost her, uh, Benny. Uh, let's go, Benny, let's go to a quick break. Let's get her back if we could. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play. This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning. Call 888-666-1570 or go to flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com.
The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living, LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. We remember a time when you could simply form a thought and it would manifest. The harmony was forgotten, but it is returning now. The power of inspiration and awakening radio with Julia Griffin on TransformationTalkRadio.com each second and fourth Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific will take you on adventures through the heart and spirit exploring who we once were. This intuitive healer studied under the guidance of wolves, learning from their wisdom to master a higher frequency for a new state of mind. Visit OneTrueSelf.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Today, we're talking about Just Feel with Malika Chopra. And one of the things I want everybody to know as we talk about the book is this. Underneath this, this book is, yes, it's a a book you could talk about for children ages 8 to 12 or more than that. Because the story I just shared with you as I was staring at that word, no, that is a true story that myself, Jessica, and Linda just experienced 30 minutes ago before the show as I was looking at this book and getting ready for this interview. Uh, Malika, can you please tell folks, one, how did they get a copy of the book? And then how can they find out more about you and all of the other books that you've written? Thank you. Yeah, so very simple. Um, I have a website, malikachopra.com. So it's M-A-L-L-I-K-A, Chopra, C-H-O-P-R-A.com. And I'm literally on all social media under Malika Chopra, so you can find me. Um, and the book, fortunately, I'm so grateful, is really available anywhere. So whether you go to Amazon or Barnes & Nobles or any independent bookstore, I love calling out independent bookstores and libraries, um, you should be able to find the book anywhere. So um, it's written for 8- to 12-year-olds, um, but as you know, it's really written for also the adults in their lives. Yeah. Um- I want to talk, I mean, of course, I I don't think I need to ask you why you wrote the book from the traditional sense, but my question to you is about the children. Um, And and what I want to ask you about the children is, you know, in the world you live in and, you know, the audiences that you're in front of, what what is your sense of where our children are right now? You know, what is your sense of where they are and what what is the heaviest thing on their minds and in their hearts? So un- yeah, so unfortunately, um, and one of the reasons I really felt compelled to write this book 
is that um, children today are stressed. Children yeah. today are anxious. Um, children today often are um, overburdened with stimuli, whether not just from social media, but just from an environment that um, you know is saturated with many conflicting messages. Um, and children are overscheduled um, and are not sleeping enough. So you know we're living in a very fast-paced, overstimulated time. And what I'm seeing is the result of that um, is you know. Um, off-the-charts diagnoses of anxiety, um, depression, um, even, and I, you know, I hate to share it, but we have to call it out, which is yeah. um, increased suicides, especially yeah. amongst adolescents and college students. And so um, I think it's an urgent time to really address the underlying issues of why this is happening. Uh, and one of the ways that I felt that I could contribute is to share, especially with kids at this kind of critical time when they are discovering kind of more of who they are and their own voice and are able to understand concepts on their own, on their own um, to really give them some tools. So that's why I felt very lucky to be able to write these books that as you mentioned, are illustrated really beautifully and written um, for kids when they can comprehend these concepts themselves. So teachers and parents, this is a, you know, and even people without kids, this is a, they're great tools because they're evergreen tools. Um, but when I go and speak to kids, my goal is to empower them. And I often tell them, maybe you can help your parents who are really stressed out or your teachers who are really stressed out by teaching them as well. And so that's been really a special part of this book launch. You know, one of the things too I'm really struck by is the level of questions that you propose, especially in the first part of the book, which I think really opens up for the second part, which is choose. Um, and you're asking questions like, what makes me happy or sad, right? You're asking questions about you know, where do I come from? You're asking questions about what makes me unique? What, what, what makes me frustrated? So you're asking these questions. Um, but more than that, what I'd love for you to talk about is the second part of that. You're also giving people exercises for them to do to really explore or to come to a place of knowing from these questions, right? Yes, so when we were young, um, my father taught my brother and I how to meditate, um, which was a great tool for just kind of quieting the mind, feeling connected to the body, and having a sense of peace. Uh, but after the meditation, he would make us repeat a phrase that goes like this. It says, I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience and set the goals I will achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. And so we were taught at a very young age um, to ask for the qualities in our life that would make us happier, healthier, stronger, and, of, and feeling of purpose. So, you know, he'd ask us, so what do you guys want? And we'd say things like tickets to the Celtics and a trip to Hawaii and new clothes. And he'd um, guide us to asking for love, connection, inspiration, a sense of peace and purpose. Um, and I feel like as a child, um, what that did for my brother and I is it gave us, um, really empowered us 
to know that we could ask for the qualities in our life um, that would lead us um, to feeling more connected and happier, etc. So that's why the second part of the book, um, I really chose that umbrella of um, the word choose, mm-hmm. um, which is to let kids recognize that in um, in most circumstances, they do have a choice of how they react to situations. So a very simple kid example that I give in the book is, you know, they're driving to a birthday party with their mom or dad, and there's a lot of traffic, and so they're going to be late to the party. And, you know, part of it is knowing how they may react. So some kids may get um, really angry, and they'll feel that in their body. Other kids may start to cry and feel sad. Some kids may feel total relief um, that, you know, they don't have to be at the party. So we're all different. And then the, the, the next step is making a choice, which is saying, okay, I'm in this situation. What can I do? I can um, enjoy the time with my mom. I can make a plan to do something special with my friend later. You know, there's so in every situation, we do make choices about the next step. Um, and so... I think what I'm trying to do in the book is give kids like very practical and um, relatable ways to imbibe the sense that I am empowered to make choices um, and control actually how my body reacts to things Mm -hmm. because often with feelings, we first feel it in our body um, and with a deep breath and with different tools, um, kids can control that, adults can control that too. Yeah, I I love the part in the book that I was reading, and I was, again, reading it again this morning, where, first of all, you share exactly what you just shared on air. I am responsible for what I see, I choose the feelings I experience, and I set the goals I will achieve. But when I started to read on further, there was something very unexpected that I found. And this is why I say, finally, finally, someone's talking about feeling. And when I looked at this, you make it very clear that we have basic feelings, fear, anger, sadness, happiness, calm, all of those. But then you also talk about, look, feeling these is one thing. Having your feelings take over your life, that is like another thing. And you separate the two. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, absolutely. So, and that's why the, the structure of the book is no choose, take action. Um, yeah. So first, it's really important to know how our mind and our body work. And so, you know, when we um, are threatened, um, you know, we go into a fight or flight, freeze type of reaction. That's totally normal. Um, and so the more that when we understand that that is normal, so, you know, we feel threatened um, and, you know, our heart beats faster. We're um, nervous about something. We feel butterflies in our stomach. We're um, afraid to talk publicly. Our throats constrict. Um, so our body naturally um, reacts to different situations and feelings. And so that one is so important for kids to know, totally normal, totally natural. But then, um, you know, the, the gift, of being conscious and um, human, a part of being human, is that we also um, can, you know, understand these things, so know these things. But then we can take a step, um, take a deep breath, know our bodies, know our minds. And that really is my the first book that I wrote, Just Breathe for Kids, which is full of those techniques. Um, we can really 
then control, um, you know, how our body is reacting, shift internal dialogue, make choices, and actually take action um, to shape our world and to shape our relationships and to shape what we do every day. Um, and so, like you said, you know, I think especially for kids, but adults as well, we get in patterns of doing things because we've done them before. Yeah. Um, and I give the example of just kids, you know, playing soccer because that's what their parents put them in. And then they reach this age and they realize, like, God, do I really like it? Um, and I think that would be similar for many people who get on a career path. And then, you know, one day realize, God, I'm really miserable, but this is all I know. Um, and so part of life, I think, is recalibrating and asking ourselves questions um, to make sure that we are on the right path. Because if we're not, it will build up as stress and, and anxiety, and that will have both um, mental, emotional, and physical ramifications that we're going to struggle with. Um, so for me, again, if we can teach kids these techniques early on, hopefully it's a life skill set, um, to know that it's natural. You know, my last book um, for adults was called uh, Living with Intent, but the Subtitle was my somewhat messy journey to purpose, peace, and joy. <laughs> um, and I like the word messy. Like, I kind of feel like with kids that, um, and adults, the importance of kind of the messiness, the resilience, the grit is so important. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think we're coming into an age right now where those of us that have been doing this work for some time now, this is going on our 16th year and our 10th year for the, the Transformation Network. Um, we, what we're doing is we're coming bold. We're becoming bolder in our language and we're using words like messy that people literally feel. I mean, you know, that is a word people understand. Um, and, yeah. you know, one of the things, too, along these lines, I was really struck by in the book. Uh, and I'm not sure how how many places you do this, but you start the dialogue with uh, choose to listen. And you go through and you talk about this. And one of the things you say is so very important. And I remember the first time I heard the, my first differentiation between listening and hearing. And I think it was mm. through Stephen Covey's first book where he literally taught classes on how to listen to understand. This right here is so pivotal right now where we not just listen to what somebody else says, but we listen to the world around us. And you talk about this at length. Do you have a sense that if we don't really keep stories in the forefront, keep listening, that this will become a lost art? Yeah, so there are many ways to listen, and it's so important because, again, we're living in a very overstimulated world, um, and I think we're forgetting how to listen um, and what does listening mean. So there's, you know, one, and I do this in the book, just actually hearing someone tell a story and listening without kind of feeling like you have to respond or justify or question, just taking in um you know, someone else's words, um, both through, you know, what you're hearing, but also through body language and their emotions. And um, that's part of it. learning how to be empathetic as well, is to be able to truly um, listen and imbibe 
someone else's experience. Um, and then listening is also um, your example that you shared earlier today where a name came to you and you trusted mm-hmm. yeah. um, that, you know, that was meant to be. And that's really listening to the messages that are, whether they're coming from our body, our mind or the universe. Um, and then also part of listening is that trusting, um, you know, that there's a reason that that came up. Um, so and listening I, um, imbibes many of that, which I've tried to yeah. kind of put in different parts of the book. This is really what I want to talk to you about next, because there are three parts to what you're talking about. And this really leads into the action part of the book. You know, it's fascinating, right? You know, when we have the knowing, then we have the listening. Then it's like we're like I like the story I shared with you and I get that name. Um, And then we have the influence of others. Right. And I zoomed in a little bit on this when you were talking about why am I hurting in the book? But then we have other people. And so I want to ask you this question because I think this is so important. How do we help folks that are listening today that hear that voice or get that name just like I did? Because I will tell you the immediate reaction to the people I was talking with was more like, well, do you really need another person, right? Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. And I had a moment where if I didn't go to a quiet place and just say, please guide me, please guide me. I I have my own mantras, right? Please guide me. I would have let fear or doubt skew that knowing. But Malika, one of the things I've learned about my life, and I have so many stories about this, when I get the answer the first time, it's, the right answer for the right time. If I listen to that, off I go. And, you know, I never look back. And I can tell you so many stories about that, everything from being homeless at 17 to how I stayed and talked to a, a man in, a, in an alley who actually owned a restaurant. I mean, there's so many stories like that. And this is really what I want to ask you about. This place is so pivotal for how we take action. I want to take a short break. And when we come back, I want to put these things together that you're presenting in the book. Because when I think about them separately, there are lessons to learn and how to do it and what you do. But you said something so important. When we come back, I want to talk with you about how we go from knowing right? How we go from that place, how we go to choosing, and then how we go to trusting to take action. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, This book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. 
Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Have you lost a loved one and would desperately love a sign to prove that they are okay? Here's a tip for you. Be curious, keep an open mind about everything. The proof will come from the most unlikely places. The messages promise to challenge your current beliefs and what you've been taught. Accept and appreciate all, no matter where they come from. I'm Angie Corbett Kuiper. I would love for you to share your signs from beyond on my closed Facebook page, Beyond Grief. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I'm Dr. Pat. In case you may not know, I want to make sure if you want to find out more about me, you could certainly go to the drpatshow.com. If you want to find out more about the network and all of our fabulous other hosts, go to transformationtalkradio.com. Uh, and Malika Chopra is joining me here today. And how is the be- what is the best way for folks to find out about you beyond this book and then also how to get a copy of the book? Yeah, so I love being on social media. So um, these days very active on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. So you can find me at Malika Chopra on all those. Um, but also just go to my website, malikachopra.com, um, M-A-L-L-I-K-A-C-H-O-P-R-A.com. And from there, you'll find links to the books, but the books are available anywhere that um, you would seek to find them. Awesome. Okay, so I know we've got a little bit of time left. So here's what I love about this. Um, This book is like a roadmap to me. It's like you take us on this journey and you start at the beginning. And then you teach us how to get to that place where knowing lives, right? See, I call it the place where knowing lives, right? Because I have to work to get there, Malika. I, I, I mean, honestly, I really do. But I have some tools, thanks to you and others, right? Then you get to the place where choosing lives. So I'm going to choose now. So I got the knowing and I got the choosing. What I have found, especially I've worked with thousands of people from all over the world. And one of the things I've discovered is to get to the place from knowing and choosing (laughs) to the last part, action. And I don't mean just any action. I mean action that is infinitely and divinely guided to get you to the place where you want to go. It requires a bridge of trust. I'm just thinking about that now. And I was struck by the picture. I, 
I thought about my notes before the show, and then I started to go through the pictures in the book, and I'm watching this this young woman doing the rock climbing thing with like the rope mm-hmm. on her, right? Uh-huh. And I thought, oh boy, we got to talk about this. Help me out. Yes. So, I mean, I think what, again, um, having grown up uh, in the space and, you know, recognizing that, um, you know, the power of knowing and choosing, but for me, it's been very important to incorporate taking action. Um, And, you know, there are very practical ways to do that. Um, And so that's why uh, thank you for recognizing it's kind of a roadmap because for me, it was really um, how can we use our bodies and our minds um, to engage in our feelings and controlling our impulses per se. Um, Also, you know, just things like being organized and Time time management is a word I hate, but I like it in the sense that I want to give kids space to actually be bored and to be creative. Um, And so, um, you know, I do have a section in there on like how to get organized. But again, the goal would be to not always be feeling, um, you know, like you're on this to do list, but really that you can just be, you know, we're human beings, not human doings. Um, So I want to give kids space uh, to experience life and that also incorporates the very practical from you know the spaces that you're in the friends friendships and heroes and mentors in your life um, and then how do you express yourself and also how do you give back because mm. we know um, from yeah. research but we know from experience that when we can um, when we help someone else when we are contributing when we feel a purpose, yep. Um, then we are happier and healthier as well. Look, I, I'm like you. Okay, so the, the whole time management word is I, I, I grew like uh, a resentment to that, that I don't have yeah. it now, but back in the corporate days when I, I had, a, I have a 25 year corporate career, right? So those two words made me a little bit like uh, unstable. But now yes. I work with young people recovering from addiction and adults as well, addictions, and I work with them. And I found the same issue with those two words. So I asked them, I said, okay, what do you want to call it? And here's what they said. This is, and I've changed my language. They said, okay, wait a minute. I want to be like a Kung Fu master. Why don't we call it time mastery? Then the other person says, I want to become a time warrior and then a third person mm. said i want to champion time i want to be no, I, and like so yeah. I changed my language with kids about it because two things one the concept of management for us is really hard for even me but that's not the point the way you lay this out in your book whatever you call it the guidepost that you've created for this i think that this is a book that if I didn't know it was for kids, it would be a corporate workshop. It would literally, it would be that thing that I could see, take it into corporations to one, help with stress, two, understand how to make decisions, right, in a positive way. But the part about action and connecting with your body was so important. I want to ask you about that because you spend quite a bit of time on grounding 
as well as action. You see, you've you've put them all together. I want to ask you why you saw that was so important. I mean, I, I agree with you, yeah, it is. Because but I want to understand I, I from your perspective. Yeah, no, I think that's the advantage, actually, of writing for kids. Um, because, <laughs> uh, you know, I can present things um, in the simplest way and actually just go straight to this is how you do it um, oh. versus having to kind of explain the research and the science. And, you know, I do a little bit of that, like that's relevant to kids. Um, but we know, um, you know, for example, time in nature, um, you know, time, especially in this, again, environment that many of us do live in, which is becoming more urban, more technology oriented, um, reconnecting with the earth um, is very important. In fact, I think our children get it a lot more than we do, even with um, global warming and what's happening with the planet. Um, you know, they mm. really have the sense of what this future means for them. So, um, whether it's grounding or, um, you know, I incorporated the idea of chakras, but uh, idea of that really around where in our body do we feel certain things. So, you know, where do we feel, um, you know, whether it's in our stomach when we're feeling anxious about things, I think I mentioned earlier, in our throat, in our head, yeah. in our third eye, we feel different feelings um, in different parts of our body. And so the more that kids can be aware of that because we often know things first in our body and later in our mind. Um, and so taking action for me again is giving kids one, both the understanding of that, but then the tools to recognize what's going on so that they can kind of recalibrate. Um, but yeah, I definitely um, tied in here things like yeah. grounding, um, you know, and for me, a big thing that I want to um help kids do um, is not just sleep better, but also um, accept boredom and freedom and uncertainty more in their lives. Mm -hmm. uh, because I do believe that's when um, we connect more to the essence of who we are, as well as that's when, where creativity comes from, when we give space. Um, mm -hmm. So a lot of kind of the, the thread, um, maybe that's kind of what you're picking up as you're reading mm -hmm. the very practical things, the thread behind it is, you know, how do we ground ourselves, you know, in a place uh, inside that gives us more strength for the everyday things that we have to deal with. Um, thank you. That was awesome because this is really at the essence of this to, for me. And I know we have a few minutes left. I've, I, I can't thank you enough for joining me here today for the full hour. I know how busy you are as well. Um, when I got to the end of the book, here's what I was struck by. Um, I work with kids too. Uh, and I work with kids that really struggle to stay alive pretty much in a lot of ways. But here is the thing that I love about the way you bring this book to an end. And it's so important. I work with both kids through a coming of age program for a year long program. I've worked with them in that. I work with kids and adults alike that not only battle from addiction, I lost four of my family members to addiction. Um, here's what I love about this book. And this is to me, this is pivotal for creating a better world. You invite folks here to help their world. Mm 
How can I help my world? And what I love about this is this is the same thing, Malika, that came up in all of the groups I work with. And the one thing they said, and we actually changed one of the youth programs. The one thing they said is, look, we've done this with you and done a great job. Next year, when you do the program, you have to take our parents through it. Mm. Why, why was this? How can I help my world? What is the energy of that that this creates for these kids that read this? So, you know, I think you just hit it on the head because even when I'm in classrooms and I ask kids, you know, what is stress? They all talk about their parents' stress. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, by the end of you say, you know, how can we serve? They'll come back and talk about, you know, serving their classrooms or their um, school, community, but also at home. And so I grew up, um, you know, I mentioned earlier the phrase that my father would ask us to say, but another thing he would ask my brother um, is, you know, questions. Who am I? What do I want? How can I serve? And he would ask, Mm -hmm. how can you serve yourself and how can you serve your world? And I think um, what I like to remind people is, you know, me, my father, our family is known for teaching, you know, meditation and, you know, mind-body connections through my dad. But ultimately, these wisdom traditions are about service, um, and they are about uplifting the world. You know, in the old days when people were meditating in caves in the Himalayas, for example, they weren't dealing with stress management. (laughs) They were really um, using these tools to discover who they were, um, how the universe works, um, and, you know, asking larger questions. And I think that really is... And actually, that's going to be my next book, um, which I'm going to call Just to Be You, which will be about self-reflection and intention and service. Um, So really, I wanted to introduce that here because I think that really is the next step. I think it's the next step, and I think it's pivotal. Um, I did an interview a while ago, Malika, and I think you'll appreciate this. And I had been doing the show, I think, for about five years at that time. I hadn't started Transformation Radio yet, the network. And I interviewed a nine-year-old who saw an article on sex trafficking. And she turned to her dad and she said, I need to have lemonade. And she started to sell lemonade, her grandma's recipe of lemonade from the street to raise money for sex trafficking. That led to her being recognized for it and then being asked to come to Times Square to raise money for sex trafficking. And one of the things that struck my heart about this was she asked me, she said, what will you do? This is a nine-year-old. What will you do, Dr. Pat? What will you do? What's your lemonade project? I never forgot that. And from that moment on, I started to change the entire direction of the show. I started to build technology that would allow for this form of radio to be shared at a moderate cost. But that's the question, isn't it? And it's so beautiful that that came from a nine-year-old. I mean, again, this is the generation that's going to just um, and and really move us to yeah. make change. So that's absolutely beautiful. So I want to ask you this in closing. 
what's your next lemonade project, Maliko? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am also trying to uh, live uh, by example, which is engage in what I'm doing right now. Um, mm-hmm. That feels right. So, you know, um, this book, Just Feel, is the second of a series. But the first one was called Just Breathe. It just feel is out. And as I mentioned, the next one will be um, probably called Just Be You. So I'm writing that. Um, and my goal, though, ultimately, um, with these books, hopefully, is to really offer curriculum um, for teachers mm. and parents and children um, to take this on a wider, you know, platform, but one step at a time. I've realized that, uh, you know, I, I feel fortunate that the way I can serve right now is to kind of share content um, in a way that can be packaged um, in the beautiful way that this publisher um, has mm. brought these books alive. Um, and I keep it, you and I, we were talking before we got on the show, like we uh, connected, I think, when I wrote my first book, 100 Promises yep. to My Baby. And yep. so, you know, I just feel fortunate. I'm picking one step at a time and really just kind of sharing as I'm, <laughs> you know, going through different phases of life, um, just sharing kind of what we're going through as well. So. I got to tell you, it's still one of my favorite books. It's a book to live by, but so is everything that you do, Malika. I want to thank you thank so you. much. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. One more time, give everybody the website. Yes, malikachopra.com or just go to Amazon or any online retailer and you'll find Just Feel there as well. I hope you'll come back once the next book is out, please. I'd love to. Thank you. I love the work that you're doing. Boy, I'll tell you, I'm now seriously thinking We've already identified our lemonade project for 2020. And now I've got to do what you say to do in the book is really follow your blueprint. Let's take a short break, everybody. Malika Chopra, I'll be right back. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.